Hey everyone, this is Wesley Town. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Conversations Around Christianity and Culture, Season 1. It is okay not to be okay. I remember being in my 20s living in Hawaii and starting out my vocation with success. I had multiple degrees. My first job was a dream job, leading and advancing the academic vision for a Bible college. Although things seemed amazing on the surface, I was paralyzed by an unknown issue with my health. I did not know what was wrong, but I knew it was not normal. I struggled breathing, felt like I was going to faint, and when it got bad, I would go into a full panic attack. I was healthy and athletic and seemingly doing well. Everything seemed great, but I was not okay. After some time, a doctor diagnosed me with anxiety. We live in a broken world. There's pain everywhere. Suffering is painful, and yet sometimes it is unseen. You feel it, but others are not aware. I want to encourage you. You don't have to be perfect. In a society where we put on this perfection and we always tell people we're okay, it is okay not to feel okay. It is okay if you feel brokenness. It is okay if you have bad days or bad weeks or bad months or even bad years. It's okay to groan in our souls over the unsettling feelings we experience on earth. God surely sympathizes with our brokenness. In fact, Psalm 34 verse 18 affirms this saying, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I would like to take our time in episode one to paint a picture of what suffering is. We need to know the narrative of suffering to understand the starting point to the brokenness we experience in this world. So let me share with you the story of the beginning in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter one and two, the Bible portrays God's original design for this world as good. Everything was in harmony with God's intention. Everyone was in harmony with one another. There was no decay, no seismic climate shifts, no natural disasters, no shortening lifespans, no cancers, no diabetes, no betrayal, no violence, no racism, and no injustice. Everything was very good. However, man decided to turn away from God's design and will. As a result, the destruction of human sin entered the world and began a long downward spiral of all the good God had created. A quick parenthesis for us. That in no way reflects that your suffering is your fault. That is not the point at all. We will talk about the causes of suffering on another podcast. This narrative in Genesis chapter 1 through 3 leads us to an understanding that is central to suffering, which one writer put this way, suffering is evidence that something is terribly wrong with the world. Watch the news. Scroll on Twitter. Listen to the brokenness all around us. Something is terribly wrong with the world that we live in. The Bible paints 
the picture of suffering using many words. The Old Testament describes suffering in terms like affliction, anguish, distress, grief, misery, oppression, pain, sorrow, and vexation. The New Testament describes suffering in terms like pressure, affliction, oppression, tribulations, pain, misfortune, to suffer physical pain or distress, sickness, disease, and burden. So what is suffering? These words help us to describe and paint a picture of the reality that we experience, the feelings that we feel, the pain that we have, the the exact uh, experiences as far as the forms of suffering that we're experiencing. But what is suffering? Write this down. Think about this. Suffering is the unpleasant and painful experiences we face in a broken world. And I would add this to that definition. Suffering comes in many forms. There are many types of suffering. In fact, in the Bible, book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, when you meet trials of various kinds. In other words, there's many types of suffering. There's no uniformity. There's no one size fits all. There's many types or kinds of suffering. I have six that I have seen in the Bible and also in humanity. Number one, the first type of suffering is physical suffering. Some examples of this are a disease, a sickness, an injury. In the Bible, we see this illustrated with the woman with the issue of blood in the gospel stories. She was known as a woman who had this year after year issue of bleeding and no doctors could fix it. No pill could heal her. Nothing she tried would solve her issue. Another man in the gospel stories was born blind. He was called the blind beggar. Every day he went to the temple where the people were and he begged for money. He begged just to get by another day because he could not live a normal life. He was blind. The classic ultimate illustration of suffering in the Bible is the story of Job, a whole book about one man who faced immense and widespread suffering. He had a disease, boils, a skin condition that caused him to be in seething pain day after day after day, physical suffering. The second type of suffering is mental, emotional suffering. Some examples of this are sadness, anxiety, depression, PTSD, a broken heart. This is illustrated in the Bible in Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. The book of Luke, the gospel of Luke says that he was literally sweating drops of blood. You're like, what's that? It's a rare medical phenomenon called hemadrodrosis, where somebody's in such vexation, anxiety of spirit that literally their capillaries burst and they begin to sweat drops of blood. They begin to bleed out their skin. David, the one who wrote half the Psalms, and by the way, one third, or pardon me, two thirds, pardon me, one third of the Psalms are laments with graphic descriptions of suffering. David, the psalmist, also known as the man after God's own heart, over and over talked about how he struggled with depression, how he was downcast in his spirit, how he needed to hope in God, mental and emotional suffering. 
The third type of suffering is relational suffering. Some examples of this would be betrayal, loss, racism, gossip, abuse. This is illustrated in the Bible in Jesus, who had 12 disciples. He poured his life into them. He loved them. He called them his friends. And one of those disciples at the end of Jesus' life betrayed him. Some of you have experienced that. You feel the pain of betrayal. Hosea was a prophet in Israel. His wife deserted him and committed adultery. Early in the gospel stories, we read about mothers weeping over their babies who were killed by King Herod. All of these examples, illustrations of relational suffering. The fourth type of suffering that we see in humanity and in the Bible is spiritual suffering. Anxiety in the sense of caring for people or caring for a group of people. Persecution for your belief, for your faith. The burden of sin that we all experience, whether it's our own sin or another person's sin against us. The ultimate example of this is Jesus on the cross, paying the price, taking the guilt for all of our wrongdoing, for all people. We see other illustrations of this in the Bible. Paul talks about his anxiety for the churches daily, how he cared for them and he carried the burden for them, how they were doing, uh, how, how they were reflecting Jesus in this world. He carried the burden for those churches in his heart, in his soul. We see in the Old Testament prophets weeping over the rebellion of the nation of Israel, all examples of spiritual suffering. The fifth type of suffering is material suffering. Some examples of this would be famine and starvation, loss of property, financial investment suddenly gone, the loss of your job. We see this illustrated in the Bible where God's people would be in a land that would be going through a famine. In the classic ultimate illustration of suffering, Job, we see that not only did he physically suffer, but in a moment of time, he lost all of his wealth. He was the wealthiest man on earth and he lost it all in a moment of time. The sixth type of suffering we see both in humanity and the Bible is national suffering. Some examples of this would be a country invaded in war, national disasters, economic collapses, our own country with all the division, all the hate, all the violence. Those would be pictures of national suffering. We see this illustrated in the Bible. When Israel would go into exile, whether it was exile, pardon me, whether it was in Babylon or Syria, they would be suffering because they'd be outside of the land that God promised them, outside of the blessings of the land, away from their family and friends, they would be exiled to a foreign nation. I say all that to say, it's okay not to be okay. As we see, it is actually quite a normal experience to not feel okay. Maybe people have made you feel like something is wrong with you, or it is not normal to suffer. Well, they're wrong. Maybe they've made you feel like an outcast. Maybe you even believe now that because of your suffering that you are not normal and you are not accepted. That is not true. You are normal. Suffering is a part of all of our stories, and that is widespread through all of human history. In a society that, that values acting like we're okay and perfectionism runs rampant, that's just not the real narrative of humanity. 
We can all relate to the concept of suffering described in the words and examples that the Bible gives us. We all feel the painful and unpleasant brokenness that permeates our world. We know deep in our soul that something is terribly wrong with the world. Romans chapter 8 verse 23 puts it this way. We are groaning inwardly day by day awaiting a better future because we know in our soul something is not right. Something is missing. And that is correct. There is something better. There is something missing. There is a future awaiting us. And this better future that is missing leads us to God. God designed what we long for in Eden originally. And through Jesus will redeem this reality in the future when all suffering will be erased and Eden's design will reign perfectly. Not only that, but God gives us hope meaning, and help in the midst of the brokenness in our lives. I want to encourage you to follow along as we build upon these ideas. Because many of us in the midst of our darkness, when we look at the horizon and we can't see clearly, when we feel those feelings of pain and hopelessness and despair and depression, we can't find hope, we can't find meaning, And we don't know where the help is. Well, I want to encourage you that as we build on this, we're going to talk more and more about how in the midst of this normal reality, this experience of suffering, that we can find hope, we can find meaning, and we do have help in the midst of the brokenness we're experiencing. So tune in next week as I elaborate on this point. And dialogue about how different cultures and worldviews view suffering. Make sure to check out my website and feel free to email me. The link is on my website. If you need help, if you need encouragement, if you have questions, I would love to dialogue with you. My website is wesleytown.com. That is W-E-S-L-E-Y-T-O-W-N-E.com. I hope you have a great Wednesday. See you next week. That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining me. This is a brand new podcast, and I would love for you to help me spread the word. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. Thank you for your support. I can't wait to join with you next week for more conversations around Christianity and culture, season one.